Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 129. I laugh because it just, they just keep going. We're having a great time. I've had some great guests, haven't I? It's been awesome to listen to them. And this show is no exception. We've got a great guest with a great project that's out there right now that is fascinating, so fascinating, I wanted to have them on the show to talk about their project But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor. In this case, it is Sales of Glory, Ares Games. They do War of the Ring and a variety of, and Wings of Glory are coming out with a new Kickstarter project called Sales of Glory. They're an Italian-based company. They're going to try using Kickstarter to launch this this new line of game. I'm excited because it's a very cool game. Uh, I've been involved with it, and I am thrilled that it's going to be on Kickstarter. So it's called Sales of Glory, a miniatures ship combat game. You'll be able to see it March 4th is when they're launching. So they are our sponsor today. So thank you very much to them. My guest today is a uh, person who has uh, been around for a while doing a lot of uh, in the game space, but he brings a unique perspective or a unique, unique angle to the games. His Kickstarter project is doing very well right now. At the time of this recording, it's uh, already crossed the $120,000 mark. But his project is something fairly unique. And so we're going to talk about that. So my guest today is Mike Selinker. He's the president of Lone Shark Games out of Seattle, Washington. And he's the author of a series of puzzle books and games and things like that. And so, Mike, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to be on your show, Richard. This is great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. And as we were talking earlier, we realized there's a whole lot of common friends that we have uh, in this space. That's true. Uh, There's a whole bunch of people that you've already interviewed, people like... uh, Richard Borg and Tracy Hickman that I've known for quite a bit of time, Steve Jackson. And uh, it's really cool that a lot of us are uh, doing things that get people noticing what we're doing and and still, you know, uh, making the kind of games and books that we would like to make. So I'm glad you're really noticing it and keeping track of us all. Well, thank you. Uh, it's been, it has been a lot of fun. Your project, so let's tell people about your project, because your project sure. is called The Maze of Games, an interactive puzzle novel. What is an interactive puzzle novel? Well, I kind of made it up. So, you know, okay. people are it, they're not going to find too much else. But uh, <laughs> this book is, uh, it's, a, it's a book, it's a hardback book that is a novel in the sense that the, it's a narrative with a beginning and end and a plot line and char- main characters and, and so forth. Um, but the weird thing about it is that the pages are out of order. The pages are have to be uh, assembled in the right order by solving the puzzles that are in there. There's these mazes that you go through that tell you where to go next, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Sure. And um, so you, you could read the book from front page to back page, and it would be entertaining, but it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense as to why anybody got anywhere in the uh, environment. And so only by solving the puzzles will it make sense to you and you'll – build a series of um, ways to get out of the maze. You're sort of trapped in the maze with these characters, even though you're not represented in the book. And uh, so you solve, you solve the puzzles, you try to get your way out, and then at the end there's uh, you know, some sort of large uh, puzzle, uh, overarching puzzle that, that helps you figure out the final way to get out of the maze. Um, it's an idea that I had uh, 18 years ago. I wrote a draft of it. And um, was met with thundering disinterest uh, when I showed it around to publishers. 
I mean, they they just had no interest whatsoever in the concept of a book whose pages were out of order and and all that. They were like, "What are you talking about? We'll sell a hundred copies of those." And I said, "No, I, I I'm going to hold on to this. I've, I've sort of locked it away for 18 years till the time was right, and a bunch of things happened that made the time right." Uh, and so I put it out there on Kickstarter and obviously I sold more than a hundred copies. Yeah. Right now. So our listeners know you're sitting at 1,917 backers of this project yep. you, you st- and you're still, you still got a ways to go. And, yeah. uh, okay. So my listeners are going, they're scratching their heads right now because yeah. they're just like those publishers and they're going, what are you talking about? I know. I'm sure they are. They're they're right to sort of to say that's not something I've ever heard of before, right? But Kickstarter is the place where you can take your crazy idea and you put it out in front of people and they give you a chance to explain yourself. Okay, so you got to so I'm going to give you a chance to explain yourself. Why sure. in the world do you think this is possible? And if it is possible, why are you the first one to do it? And why do you think it suddenly is resonating so much on Kickstarter? So I gave you two questions there. Why no, do you, you give me three? But oh, um Okay. I, Obviously, I, I, don't don't mess with the puzzle man because he's gonna <laughs> All right, I gave you three. I don't know what the three were, but I gave you some questions. There you go. I think I can manage. Um the uh the fact is that um you know it isn't it it's it's a format that I had in my head that I thought would really function. Um, I thought people would like a book that had uh, a purpose to it, uh, an activity that you could do with it, but still read really well. Re- read the fiction in it is is good, right? Um, but people who really like puzzles are always, you know, looking for some new kind of challenge, and this this is this fits that description. But as for why it resonated now, um, when I first came up with the idea, we, the internet was. Uh, in its infancy, um, at least the public internet. And there really wasn't a sense of nonlinear storytelling. There wasn't a sense that uh, you could sort of jump in the middle of something and get your friends to to participate in your entertainment activity and all that. And, and with the rise of things like alternate reality games and uh, things that, um, you know, uh, uh, group solving activities and interactive television and also uh, people uh, seeing um, their phones suddenly provide them with virtual reality experiences. All of that made for a much more friendly environment for this kind of project. I just came up with it 18 years too early. So, so what – okay. All right. That, that, that'll work. And I – and I, since I can't keep track of my head, I don't even know if you've answered my questions yet because now suddenly I, I have another one. And that is, that is what – because our listeners probably don't know what kind of background you have that would sure. qualify you to pull something like this off. Because if they're sitting there thinking, I can do that. How come he can do that? So kind of what are your credentials that would allow you to say, look, I can do this and this is going to work? 18 years ago, that might have been different. But today, what, what kind of credentials are you carrying? No problem. Um, well, I'm certainly, I, I'd say, one of the better known cr- uh, puzzle makers in the country. I mean, I've had, I have several books of mine that are puzzle books. Uh, I have a book called Puzzle Craft, which uh, teaches you how to make puzzles and a column in Games Magazine every month. 
Um, I've been in the New York Times. I've been... Um, Whoa, he just put me in my place. Okay, you've got credentials. No, that's I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I've, I've done puzzles for just about everything. Plus, my company is about uh, creating large scale puzzle interactions. So, we, we create uh, alternate reality games, which are uh, online giant treasure hunts. Um, we run uh, local treasure hunts and uh, puzzle hunts around the country. We um, so all most, sorts of things like that. Okay, so we, most most of my listeners are gamers. So yeah. where would they have seen a game that they know that that you've created? Maybe they didn't know your name was associated with it. As far as games go, um, I was one of the creative directors on Third Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I I relaunched Axis and Allies. Uh, I wrote Risk Godstorm. Uh, some other games of mine that I've done with James Ernest are. Uh, Lords of Vegas and Pirates of the Spanish Main, uh, Unspeakable Words, things like that. Um, I have a new game coming out real soon called the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. Okay. That uh, is with Paizo Publishing. And so, you know, I've worked with a lot of different people. I worked at worked, um, at Wizards of the Coast for a long time working on Magic and other uh, card games. So you've used that – okay, so now – now my listeners are putting into context that, okay, you didn't just wake up 18 years ago and say, oh, I'm going to make this cool little thing, and then waited 18 years and suddenly Kickstarter said, okay, I can make it now. No, right. you, you have a body of work, a network of people, and now suddenly a platform to take this very, very unique idea and bring it to your fans, and they are rewarding you because they believe that you can pull this off. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's certainly true. And but I will say that um, the vast, vast majority of backers are people I've never seen before. Um, the uh, I started with the theory that Kickstarter was a way for me to get the money to print enough copies for my friends. Right, that was the only goal. Okay, and so our so our listeners know your goal was sixteen thousand dollars. How many? If you had raised just sixteen thousand dollars, how much? How many copies are we talking about? Three hundred. Okay, so three hundred copies, and you've got three hundred friends, obviously, and there you go. That's right. That's all I wanted. Right. I mean, the idea was just that's not all I wanted, but but the minimum standard basically was I want to make this book. I'm tired of waiting for some publisher to come along and tell me they share my vision, and so. I'm going to try doing this myself, and this will make a really nice-looking book. Um, books are pretty expensive to make, right? Really nice-looking ones. And so I have some ideas that I'd love to do if we get a little bit more money. Um, there was an interesting dilemma I had. I don't believe – there's a core ethos to launching a game on Kickstarter that I don't share. Um, that is, I don't believe personally that it's good for me to to – withhold the best possible project product from my customers. And what I mean by that is I didn't want to do something where I had a novel to write with, with puzzles in it. And I didn't want to say, if you back me on this novel, I'll add another chapter, right? I'll add more illustrations. I didn't want to do that because if I was doing this book, it was going to be the book that was in my head. And so the people out there who might fund it were not going to tell me to pad my novel with three more chapters. That's not a good way to make a novel, 
right? Right. Um, as far as illustrations go, I'd already gotten the great Pete Venters to do it, and I knew I was going to pay him enough to do the do the project regardless. And so I had to think about it very differently. I had to think about it like, what am I going to do that really entertains people and makes them want to contribute more without saying, help me build my book? Right. And um, so we came up with uh, the concept of running the Kickstarter campaign as if it were an alternate reality game okay. with lots of lots of hidden puzzles Lots of you know badges that you can get for solving the puzzles, um, clues in all in a lot of our media stuff and a lot of our um, uh, uh, fan interaction things. Uh, clues built into the updates and you know giant treasure hunt. You know basically built around funding this book, and I think that has had more of an effect than what I thought was going to be the primary driver, which was going to be my my friends. Right. Um, And so they definitely, as I say, I'm probably looking at selling those 300 copies to my friends. I'm going to get that. But the other 1600 are people that I didn't know were interested in what I was doing. And they've come in droves. I'm really excited about that. They have come in droves, and you're making my head hurt just listening to you talk. And I'm like, serious? You mean I just read that thing and totally missed that there was actually something staring me right in the face? And I guess once people start figuring that out, then that suddenly it becomes viral yeah. in the truest sense, right? I think I've probably got the only Kickstarter around that um, – I mean it's crazy talk to turn off the updates. Yeah. Right? Like you can stop them from coming to your email account, but yeah. you don't want to. Right. Right? Because there's something in there, right? I mean, uh, I'm clicking on them right now. I got to go check it out. Okay, let's see what my, and I know I'm not going to, I, man, dude, you're making this like work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's work for us, but we're hoping it's play for everybody else. Oh, wow. So, okay, we we only have a few more minutes. Um, Sure. And there's so much that we could talk about. So, uh, you and I talked about, and there's some crazy numbers there. Um, that this project cert- sit, currently sitting at 100 and some odd, hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. It's gone up a little bit since we've been talking. Hundred twenty-four thousand dollars, and uh, you got thirteen days to go. You got two more weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, the chances that you're going to raise another hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars are actually pretty high. Uh, well, I'm not saying that. I know you're I'm not, not, but I'm, I'm not, saying that. I'm, I'm not working under that presumption. No, you're not, but uh, not in any way. I'm I'm hoping that there's a big push at the end um, because we have some really cool things planned that we're going to put out there. But but um, I presume that I mean the 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 really big boom right before the end might be might be great. But I, I presume that everything else other than the initial launch um, is work on our part is my team putting out effort to reach mailing lists and, and sure, groups sure. of people that we don't normally talk to and stuff like that, that. So uh, if we could pull off another 124,000, that would be great. But I, I'm certainly not presuming that's going to sure, happen. I, and I understand that. I'm just looking at this saying you have 2000 fans. Now I'm rounding off your 1917 sure. uh, backers. You have 2000 fans who are really excited about what they've gotten their hands on. Something cool. incredibly unique. And as this thing starts to wind down, human nature is going to be, they just want, they just want this thing to go. They're going to, they're 
emotionally invested, Mike, and you know that's what you do, right? With your puzzles, you draw them in and you bring them in and you emotionally invest these people into it. So yeah, it'll, it'll be successful. But that's not where the success really is. The success is, is that you've taken something and totally created something new that doesn't exist in the world today. That's right. That is the goal, right? I mean, the, the goal is to have two, two, I consider this two big projects. The first was creating a novel that nobody else had ever tried to write. Right. And the second is running a Kickstarter campaign that nobody had ever seen before. And so that begs the question. Yeah. Is this the last one that we're going to see? <laughs> well, there's certainly going to be a significant break. Um, anybody who thinks running a full-time uh, running a Kickstarter campaign isn't a full-time job is crazy. By the way, a month ago, I was one of those people. Okay, and here Just you are. Clear, I have a full-time job. It's writing games and puzzles and stuff. And so, uh, it has definitely suffered because there have been so much positive waves coming my way from Kickstarter, so many new people to talk to, so many questions, so many cool things to do, so many opportunities that other people have put in front of me to be a part of the project. And so, uh, so yeah, it'll probably be a while. <laughs> I, right. That's okay. I think I'll be pretty happy with the result of this for quite some time. Well, I think so. I, uh, this is absolutely amazing. I have to admit that when I saw the project, um, when you and I kind of got in contact, Jonathan Liu put us in contact over right. at uh, Geek Dad. I was just like, oh, okay, crossword puzzles and mazes, yeah, right. which I enjoy, but it was like, eh, no big deal. And then it's like, wow, why are there 2,000 people backing this for $125,000? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it, I'm not getting it. I get it, it is now. a bit different. but yeah, I think It the, is. I think the great thing about it has been that it's a huge leap of faith to imagine you're going to like something brand new. Yes. And Kickstarter is a huge leap of faith. That is, it is the single greatest leap in terms of how to interact with people on a commerce level, in terms of uh, willingness to trust that I've ever seen. And I needed to be a part of that because I'm so excited about the positive energy and the, the just the um, the huge... Uh, uplift around my company and around me and my team that I, I can't imagine not doing this again. It's just going to be a while. Right, it's just going to be a while. Well, Mike, thank you. We're out of time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being on the show. Richard, it's been a pleasure. I hope we can do it again sometime after it's all said and done. Oh, I'm sure we will. Thank you again. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. My guest has been Mike Selinker, who is the uh, owner, founder of... Uh, or president of Lone Shark Games out of Seattle. He's a puzzle master, and he has cooked up a master puzzle. You've got to go get this project and back it. I don't say that very often, but the Maze of Games, an interactive puzzle novel, there's two weeks left on Kickstarter. You have never seen anything like this. Hopefully you've seen something or heard something inspiring. I know I have. This has been one of those amazing blow-my-mind episodes we look forward to you uh, fun putting your project out on Kickstarter so we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.